I don't like to boast that I like hot butter on the breakfast toast Watching flicks, talking chicks, I like to mow a boat Can Riverman make it, yo, a check? Nope, so look at all these movies I got Commenting like, mmm, should we watch them or not? And I know they just be acting for cash But I still got one question to ask Like, why'd he do that, do that, do that? If that was me, I'd be like, screw that, screw that, screw that I'm an alpha, I'd eat through that Do that, do that, mmm, so why'd he do that, do that, do that, mmm. Oh, ho, ho, merry post-Christmas, BTM. It is Christmas right now. We recorded this live Christmas. Don't lie to them. What? Don't lie to them. Okay. I, I can't lie to people on Christmas. No, I, so actually, this is coming out a week after Christmas. As of this recording, it is the 23rd for us of December, so... um. I don't know. I think if I would have thought about this, if I would have been able to have a little foresight, maybe we should have did something New Year's related. But fuck New Year's. No one cares about New Year's. You know, but I think we already said we were going to do another Christmas movie. And surprise, we threw out two titles and we're doing the worst one. Why are we doing the shittier yeah. one? <laughs> See, we, we were only going to do this if Matt could join and Matt couldn't join because he's got to work late. And uh, fucking, uh, so we got ready to record. We we're going to do Christmas Vacation. And I click on it and it won't play because uh, apparently it didn't download all the way and I didn't notice. So the real loser in all this isn't just us. It's actually you guys because we all have to suffer through Look Who's Talking Now together. Look Who's Talking Now is amazing. It's the greatest movie ever right. made. Let's go ahead and, and, and get started with Look Who's Talking Now, and then we'll we'll be the we'll see if it's aged well. We'll find out. We're gonna go in three, two, one, play. Hell yeah! Christy Alley, man. It's Kirsty Alley. Just like Hellraiser. Uh Kirsty Alley. Yeah, not Christy. What do you think of Kirsty Alley? Would you fuck her? I think she's a cow, man. I'd probably fuck her. This movie. I never thought she was a track, even in Cheers, right? When she was on Cheers and she was the object of Sam Malone's affection and that, and she was portrayed as some hot vix. Dude, she wasn't hot. She always kind of had this weird look about her. I don't know. She, You know what she always reminded me of? She reminded me of that transsexual gremlin from Gremlins 2. Hot. Like, she has the same eyes and the brows and the whole deal, and she's probably just as slimy. It's fucking sexy. So... These movies get shit on a little bit. Uh, they're kind of guilty pleasures for me. I actually... This one, this one too. This is probably the least best of the three, but they're all... Fuck you, this is the only one with Danny DeVito. Yeah, Danny DeVito is the the dog rocks, and uh, I Hell think yeah. Diane, Keaton, Diane Keaton plays the girl dog, I believe. Fuck amazing. Uh, but all these movies, to be honest with you, they're they're fine. They're totally watchable. These are the kind of flicks you can watch in bed, and if they're on, you can easily just sort of halfway watch them or casually watch them. You know, and Christy Alley's there, so you can pull your cock out and fucking massage it a bit while you're watching the movie. I'm all about that Olivia Dukakis taco. Dukakis? That's, yeah, the old bitch in this. I don't even know who the fuck she is, right? It, it's the old bitch. You'll see her. Uh, you know what's funny, though, is... Danny DeVito. Some of the most highly revered movies are the ones you can't watch too much. Even Forrest Gump, like... You know, I've seen that movie enough. I'm not in a rush to see it. It's a good movie. Th- a movie like this, that's just kind of, all right, you know, I can watch easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't really know what that equates to, how that is, but. I be smoking my Christmas kush over this motherfucker. They're not very demanding of the viewer. 
they're they're not demanding films, I guess. What kind of Christmas kush you smoking up in this motherfucker? I don't know, man, but you kind of sound like Mike Epps when you're doing that, and that actually reminds me. I watched I uh, sorry Dolomite is my name last night. Uh, Hell yeah, <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was fucking awesome. It's an easy eight. I mean, part of me even wants. I, I almost want to give it a nine, but I'm just going to go and give it an eight and hang back. I wish I could. I wish they had 8.5 on, uh, you know, what's yeah, it called? Letterboxd. I, I watched Joker last night. Or, oh, no. yeah. What'd you think? I gave it a seven. Uh, I think it's uh, at least it's like a, that's a, a seven and a half. But, uh, you know, uh, see, I have this. Uh, I don't know if it was just me. But like watching it, it felt like uh, it suffered from like rewrites and reshoots. Uh, like pretty much as soon as the Joker get up comes on, it seems like it, like his character is completely out of sync with the rest of the movie. Oh my god, I'm fucking this ugly cow. Oh my god. Oh, oh. she's she uh, cute. She cute. <laughs> Mr. Kata. She's all stupid all the- though. She's like Trump. She, she likes Trump and shit. <laughs> That is funny. I forgot. You know, isn't it weird that his like whole "Make America Great Again" thing really resonated with these has been actors? I wonder why. Okay. Well, I think there's a theory there. So my theory is, it is funny. By the way, I will say that like the people that have come out and supported Donald Trump are like not exactly the poster children you want. You know, but I just think it's the because they are washed up or you know they've seen their better years, they have less to lose because they're not getting jobs in Hollywood anyway. From getting blacklisted so kirstie alley isn't getting work so what does she have to lose to speak her mind right that's that's why i think those ones are, are vocal towards trump look at that look at that egg wouldn't you fuck that egg basically what i mean is there's i think there's a lot of a-listers that are probably for trump they just can't say anything james woods he's he's funny man i love james woods on twitter oh yeah he's, he's fucking nuts and a half he blocked me i can't see his shit anymore did he block you yeah, I talked about that whenever I mocked him over the uh, Gillette thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I won't be buying Gillette raises anymore because they hate men. And I said, well, I would never buy anything that fucking James Wood admitted to using on his busted ass face. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking blocked me. I was like, fuck. I was like, James Woods, I was fucking I, I laughing at your shit. Why'd you do that? He ain't got a sense of humor? Yes, not. That was pretty fucking brutal, though, man. That was pretty harsh. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. He's got a fucking. There was no proactive when he was a kid. He didn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> he got a napalm face, man. Maybe it's from like a war or something. Was he? Was he in the Great War? He's that old, right? He's really old. Oh, look at that! Look at that cute Danny DeVito dog. Yeah, that's a cute dog. <laughs> How many celebrities have blocked you now? Uh, I sent you a picture of Mark Dice. He's not really a celebrity. He's like a he's like a fucking Alex Jones type guy. But uh, the, the fucking uh, that's the only two I can think of. Why did he block you? Uh, I'm just mocking him on on there. That's funny, man. These guys can't fucking take it. They could take my dick. That's funny. I don't know. I. I, I would hope to have, I would have a thicker skin than that, especially if you're like James Woods. Who, especially if it's uh, James Woods, like his skin looks like it should be thick and callous as fuck. I think I like James Woods. I think he's a good actor. I think he's fucking weird. And he's kind I of like extremist. James Woods in movies. Yeah, in movies. He's a character, man. He's kind of this guy. But I, his whole Twitter is all about fucking sling and shit. You know what I mean? It seems like that's all he does now. Which Hell is funny. Yeah. I get entertainment at it. He should be able to accept the odd, you know, shit slung back at him here and there. I sling my cummies. Sling sling that fucking rope in his face. Whatever. 
Yeah, so I watched My Name is Dolomite, and I fucking loved it. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, like I said, it's weird. It's in that weird play. I almost want to give it a nine, but it's like sometimes I, I pull back. Like, I'm like. I, I fight it like no I I don't want to give it the higher score I gotta I gotta be tougher than that uh, so I gave it an eight I wish Letterboxd yeah, had it. yeah if I if I want to give it a bigger score I'm like oh, I'll sit on a while and if I still think that way in like a week I'll fuck it up well the thing like, I wish I could give it an eight point five I totally would the thing about this movie though is and you summed it up great because you and Mac had already said you'd seen it in a personal thread of ours and uh, you you nailed it because I I was thinking about what you said where it did what disaster artists couldn't do like this made you want to fucking make a movie right these mm-hmm. fucking assholes could actually do this um and you don't really get that i like disaster artists but it didn't make me feel inspired it made me feel like wow this this fucking idiot got real lucky and he <laughs> fucked it up he still fucked up it look you watch dolomite dude these guys were just just really rolling with the punches and the fact that uh it became a success and i, I don't know it, it, it had me very inspired at the end of it and it was good. It was a good flick. I liked it. It made me want to watch. It made me want to watch the original Dolomite, which is streaming on Prime. I've never watched it. Have you? Yep. Yeah. It made me want to watch it. So I think that's a job well done too. And the performances were really good. So, and I think it hit the tone just right, where it's not like intentionally funny. It's kind of that contained funny because they were comedians in real life. But it's not. You know what I mean? Like it's not trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. So it's not over the top or anything. It's it's still kind of grounded in its realism, but it was really good. I dug it a lot, and I I fucking I haven't liked Eddie Murphy in anything in a long ass fucking time. So good for him. He's been in fucking trash for a long time. A fucking like thirty years, man. So Pluto Nash. I mean, like thirty years. I mean, he peaked in the eighties and he became a joke. So, but with him now coming out with Coming to America too. Uh, you know, stylized as coming number two America, coming to America. He should fucking like in this movie. He should fucking bust a fat ass nut in America. Like just fucking he get, he fucking eats some pill that makes it. He eats them pills and it makes him fucking huge, and he can fuck the world for seventy two hours. I thought you said he was gonna jerk off in Arsenio Hall's face. <laughs> I be smoking my Christmas good. But yeah, Mike Mike Epps was in it. That's what made me think of the movie because you sound like Mike Epps. But. uh yeah, and then he's got, what's it called, Beverly Hills Cop 4, which is now going to be a Netflix exclusive, which I'm fine with. It's whatever. I mean, uh, Dolomite could have easily just been in, in the theaters. Isn't it weird, though? Like, they don't get uh, they don't get acknowledgement or, or opportunities to maybe, like, in the Oscar runs or award seat. They don't. Like, I think The Irishman, that's the, that's the reason why Martin Scorsese put it in a couple of theaters. Yeah, it's all because of fuck what's his name. He's all like, you know, fucking anti Netflix for the oh, fucking Spielberg. Awards. Yeah, no, but 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 like, I think they they purposely just played it in a couple of theaters, even if it was like fucking five theaters, so it would technically be in the running. It would meet the qualifications to to be at the Oscars, right? Because I guess it it's still you have to be playing in a theater. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know. I I think Dolomite's good enough. They should have put it in a theater too. Hell yeah. It had good performances. See, I had this uh, this movie on VHS growing up, and uh, I fucking yeah, I, I, I like this movie growing up. Well, yeah, it's it's solid. I think I think um, I don't. I think they're fairly consistent in quality. They're not very demanding, so they're all like I said, watchable. But I do think, even though they're all con- they're pretty pretty close and consistent, I th- I do think they are in descending order. The first one's the first best, second one's the second best, third one's the third best. 
They really should have gotten fucking uh, Bruce Willis to play fucking Mikey, though. Just put like a wig on him, pretend like he's a kid. Yeah, you miss that. I because the thing I get it. The dogs are supposed to replace the the cuteness and the kids and stuff like that. But I don't know, I miss Bruce Willis. Remember Damon Wayans was in it, wasn't he? Like Mikey or no? Mikey's a the kid. Oh, Damon yeah. Wayans was Damon Wayans in the second one. He's in one of them. Yeah, I think it's like oh, make you make you go pee pee the potty. They make you go to the potty. He's one telling about the the toilet wiener eating machine. Hell yeah! Give me that pee pee played by Mel Brooks. That's pretty fun. That was dog. It's a cute movie. You ever have nightmares about a toilet trying to fucking eat your pee pee? No. That movie? Isn't that weird though? How some kids are afraid of bodily functions, like they're deathly scared of taking shits. Hell yeah! You know, um, I've worked in daycares before and stuff like that. And when a kid has to take a shit. And like they're going to bed, they freak out. Like they don't know what's happening to their body, and they act like you know, like it's like they're giving birth to some Kawato creature or something. Smack them and tell them they're fucking stupid. That's what I do. Then there's that old Catholic trope, right? Uh, <laughs> if pooping makes you evil, it's unnatural. Like what's that book? Uh, everybody poops, right? That's the book they give to kids. Everybody poops to help them understand. Like, hey, it's nothing to be scared about. It's totally normal. And what was that on The Simpsons? I can't remember what it was. They were checking out books and they, <laughs> the librarian was giving them uh, a stack of books. Or was that and it, wasn't it uh, Nobody Poops But You and that's pure concentrated evil coming out of the back of you? That was one Dog. of the books. It's pretty funny. I fucked this chick too. Kirstie Alley and this chick. She was trying to get with him. Oh my god. Oh my god. She's trying to move in on me. You just think, guys. I want to say... God, what, what, gosh, what, what, what year does it come out? 93? Dude, 26 years later, this guy was going to go on to make the greatest cinematic masterpiece of all time. Fred Durst directed oh, it. Oh, yeah. Which is now streaming, by the way, The Fanatic on Prime. Yeah, he fucking, he had some good movies. Hit or miss. And I fucking uh, face off his donk. Yeah. Uh, Urban Cowboy's a fucking classic. That's a good flick. Yeah. Um, Never seen it. It's a good movie. I've actually never seen. I've never seen Saturday Night Fever. Staying Alive. Never seen those either. Yeah, Stallone directed Staying Alive. Really? Yeah, he directed Staying Alive, the sequel. Why do that? I don't know. He was hot off the heels of Rocky One and Two. I think it probably came after Rocky Two. You see, he put out a picture of him in the Rocky getup and said that something's coming. Probably <sighs> three or something. Yeah. No. Well, the thing is, it's funny. Is I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but I read an article a month or two ago where he said they were trying to cook up an idea for both a Rocky prequel and a Rocky sequel. Like, not even Creed. Like, what the fuck? Like, even me. I'm a diehard. It's like, dude, you've defied the odds. Like, people have been making Rocky's been going on too long jokes for 25 years now. And you came back a couple of different times and somehow you made some of the best movies in the entire series. But even I like fucking just stop it because Creed two ended everything. It, it wrapped up the Creed storyline of Apollo of Adonis Creed. And it wrapped up the story, the Rocky arc. Like there's nowhere else to go at the end of Creed two. He moves, he moves, he leaves Philadelphia. He goes to fucking like, what was it? Toronto or something to be with his kid and kind of live out the remainder of his life with his estranged family. It's a, it's a great book. And I mean, spoilers, right? Anybody, but anyway, I, is the story that he's going to like train another up and coming fighter this time in like Toronto or something. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Jamie J uh, Tommy guns, uh, son. That was begat of AIDS sex. Hell yes. Tommy gun. He died in almost what you smell good. 
like cookies and milk. Cookies and dirt is what it is. I like Danny DeVito. Fuck it, uh, dude. I would, uh, I would fucking steal Danny DeVito and keep him in my closet. Fucking uh, just uh, put a leash around his neck. Only let him out at night. He lay in my bed with me and shit. That'd be cute. He's in that new Jumanji, Jumanji movie. Fucking Danny DeVito. He's a uh, American treasure. Yeah, he really is. He was the penguin after all. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know, man. I just think he's. I, I don't see them getting better. Rocky movies. I mean, I just. Literally the last three in the series, if you count Creed and the last Rocky quote unquote movie, I just they're done. I but I think you should make uh I think you should make uh what's it called? Demolition Man two with Wesley Snipes. Why not? Just go for it. Hell yeah. I can't tell if that's a boy or girl, never could, that little kid. Kinda looks oh. like Chaz Bono. Oh that kid's uh that that kid's a total Chad. He's a fucking alpha and a half. Your friend Josh, he's dead. You got that Chad jawline. Uh, so I am really stressed out because I am tomorrow, which will be Christmas Eve current time. I'm flying home for the holidays. I haven't been home for Christmas in five years. You just gave away the continuity, man. It's Christmas now. We're recording okay. this on Christmas. My bad. All right. Well, anyway. See, I always I'll be opening up presents with my niece and everything tomorrow night. I always opened it up on Christmas Eve. I was donk. Yeah. Well, I, well see, I'm not really I haven't done presents in years. We don't really do that. Uh, well, I haven't either, but I'll, I will be doing Bought my mom a present because I'm going to see her. I mean, I, I usually go visit my family in January or something like that just because there's not really a big reason to go during the holidays, especially I, if I can avoid the the fuss of flying and all that shit. Did you get her an Ultra Vibe Pleasure 2000? Motherfucker. No, I got her a bracelet. I got my mom the Ultra Vibe Pleasure 2000. Yeah. Do they sell used anal beads on eBay you should, or Amazon? You should get her some used anal beads. Hopefully, this is see. This is a homeless guy. He fucking he, he treats uh, fucking our boy right. Gives him some dank shit. Yeah, the homeless boys in movies always uh, are extra good to the dogs. Just like in Beethoven, you know that good work. That one that looks like Buck uh, Flower, but it's not Buck Flower. They didn't get Buck Flower to play that guy either. See, I remember it, as a kid, I was like, "Oh fuck, Christian, you this uniform." That's fucking gross, man. I know. Now it's the, like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's fucked up. Like that one did it for you. That outfit. The fucking Vulcan ears. Was, what, what did it? What Dude, that fuck. That homeless guy in Beethoven looked like Chris Christopherson. Now that oh, I'm yeah. thinking about that. But uh, anyway, so I have two. Bi- I have two airlines here in the Phoenix area. And we have the big international airport, Sky Harbor. Uh, and then we have a really, really shitty dump of an airport in Mesa. Just Mesa Airport. Mesa Boogie. Well, it's this airport is literally like a trailer home. <laughs> it's, like, it's like nothing. And they don't run that many flights. And they kind of run the cheap airlines like Allegiant. And the only reason I take Allegiant... It's also really cheap. The only reason I take Allegiance is because they're the only ones that offer a straight shot to Springfield, Missouri, where I'm going. Two hours, no layovers, no connections, no hassle. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't do it. If I want to go through American Airlines or whatever out of the big airport, I've always got to connect, and it costs way more money, so it's not fucking worth it. But this shitty airline, they're an a la carte airline, right? So they're really cheap. 
but they make you pay for every individual fucking thing. So if you can travel light, it'll be affordable for you. But like they even charge you for a carry on and all this shit. And I'm pissed because they increase their prices. They usually charge $25 per carry on. I was just going to take one bag. They fucking up the price for $50. If I, if I book it before I go to the airport at the airport, $75, that is fucking ass. And so I'm just kind of pissed at the system right now. And all this to fly on a fucking rickety old La Bamba plane, right? Oh, yeah. The, the airline is so poor that, I mean, their fucking airplane looks like one of those pacer cars or whatever. Like NASCAR, they got ads all over it. It's like because they got to get income somehow. Um, I say a Hail Mary, you know, before. Yeah. You say Hail Mary, then you fucking uh, you, you power bob somebody off the fucking uh, edge of the inside of the airplane. Yeah, this you, <laughs> you fucking wave your hands in front of your face. Like, you can't see me, and you fucking just power drive them. Yeah. Anyway, what else did I watch though, man? You know what? Oh, I, I said this to you guys as well off the air, but you like dogs. You like dog movies. You should watch that Togo movie, dude, on Disney Plus with Willem Dafoe. It's uh Togo. It premiered on the twentieth, so just a few days ago, dude. I I cried. Is it's fucking good, and it's oh, yeah. not. I gave it a nine, and 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 it was like I almost wanted to give it a ten, but I'm like, no, I can't give it a ten, but I'm gonna give it a nine. But uh, it's great. It's that story of uh, you familiar with uh, that Balto? You ever seen Balto that movie? Oh yeah. Okay, so it's basically the story that Balto's based on, but they basically put. They, they, they shine a light on the fact that Balto wasn't the real hero. They got that wrong. Mm-hmm. It was this because it was a relay because they had to travel 700 miles to get the this medicine for uh what is it? Nero, whatever the town in Alaska was that was going through that epidemic. Mm-hmm. Right. And all the kids were going to die. So 700 miles during a hellacious winter storm that was deadly. They they the the. They couldn't fly because it was 1925, you know, fl- flying was dangerous, all this shit. So they went to the sled doggers sled. And so they did a relay and they had to do, I think there was like 10 different fucking sled doggers that, that took shifts and relayed it. Uh, anyway, Balto, that dog, the, that, that guy sled, he just was the last one in the relay, but he really only went 30 miles. So every, uh, every relay. I always love this scene, by the way, this reveal. What is it? Oh, the Santa. Shit. You're all fake. Every every relay dog sled in that uh, operation, they averaged about 30 miles total trip time. But the real hero was the the I don't know if he came right before Balto or he was like the second to last. He went like he went like fucking hundred. He went like. Three, four, five hundred miles. It was ridiculous. Like, defied the odds. He was the real hero. He just got none of the credit. And Balto was there to fucking take all the credit. Fuck Balto. Well, and no, no, it's, it was not Balto's fault either, but it's just, uh, it's just how the lower 48, how the news press ran with it, right? So was this dog a fucking husky too? Yeah, they were all. Alaskan huskies. huskies are dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's just it's just how the news portrayed it. You know, when they picked up in the publications and stuff like that, they were there to take pictures of Balto. He was the one that was arriving at the scene, and he's even got a statue in Central Park for his you know commemor- commemorating Balto. Fucking clout chaser. Yeah. So anyway, this movie gives uh, Togo his due as well, and it's it's fucking dude. It's intense. Like you'll have m- moments where you're like, oh no, oh no, oh no, because it's a it's a pretty contained movie. Uh, Willem Dafoe is fucking awesome, and these dogs, and I don't know. And and the thing is, is Togo, 
basically he's like a true underdog. He's really old. He's really, and he honestly, he can't, he's not the kind of dog you would make go on a run like this because he probably wouldn't survive it, but he's got a heart of gold. It's that whole story. And not mm-hmm. only did he make it, he went about fucking 50 times longer than any other dog did. And it was, it was, it's a pretty great story. I think you'd like it. Is it new or old? It's brand like, new. It's, it's a Disney plus original. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it premiered three days ago on the 20th. And, and it's great because it reminds me of the Disney movies that they used to make because Disney doesn't make live action movies anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's all animated and then all this bullshit and star Wars, they make star Wars movies, Marvel movies, and the Disney branded movies are like frozen and stuff. You know, it was back in the day where they used to make iron will and cool runnings and shit like that. I don't know what happened to that. I guess it's not very marketable. And I guess maybe it's still not marketable because they made this, uh, a streaming movie. Whereas I think if this was 20 years ago, they would have put it in theaters. Mm-hmm. But still, it had a forty million dollar budget. It looks like it's fan- it's got gorgeous cinematography, like the Alaskan wilderness and the snow and the mountains. It's it's a real treat. It's a fucking awesome movie. It's kind of too bad because like that's a movie that won't get um, acknowledged in some awards because it's just a streaming movie. But it's it's better than most fucking movies in the theater. Mm-hmm. So now you fucking know fucking uh, Balto the Cloud Chaser. Uh, also fucking uh, did you you guys might have saw it. we posted on Twitter Crypticon are Cloud Chasing in a half too. They are fucking. They didn't even get our uh you know our go ahead to advertise that the fucking BTM podcast is having a homecoming or a fucking reunion. Uh, they're advertising it clearly. I don't like I don't like the word reunion because we're still the BTM podcast. We never went anywhere. But it's funny though. I see. I assume they're saying that the Lush is going to be there, the original cast. like the oh the original Mark One lineup. <laughs> it's like it's like one of those cheap cash in rock concert tours, right? Where it's like we're going to get the original lineup. We're going to play this album and the entire. Are they going to get the original band back together? And we're going to like do the hits. We're gonna we're gonna re record the the old fucking Leanne Curtis interview. We're going to do Singapore Sling. We're going to do all that shit. They're going to do Singapore Sling episode in its entirety <laughs> live uh, and I'm going to tr- me and Lush are going to try not to kill each other in the process just like most of those reunions go right it's all business it's money we put on the fake smiles yeah we're kind of joking but it, it's it's pretty uncanny like this uh, fucking advertisement they put out it shows a gas mask and it looks just like the logo <laughs> and it's and, and it says 10 year anniversary homecoming and it's our anniversary too yeah <laughs> we're, it's it's like our 10 year anniversary homecoming the whole deal we're from that neck of the woods and that's our fucking gas mask I'm like what the fuck where's our check I always remember this scene yeah Can it's I weird play with me yeah I He's remember like, that. bitch I, I'm gonna I, fuck you up I forgot all about this scene this girl she had a very very brief part in Tim Allen the Santa Claus right she's the girl mm-hmm. that comes up to him in the park and it's like, you know, getting all pervy next to him on the bench, you know, and scoot next to him. And she's like, mm-hmm. I want some ballerina slippers. Mm-hmm. That's Charles Barkley. That's terrible. See, I was getting ready to call him Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I was like, yeah, yeah she's really big on Kareem. And I, I'm like, that's not Kareem. What's his name again? I forgot. <laughs> Charles Barkley. I wish I was named Kareem. Like, oh, baby, I'm going to get you. Like, imagine all the sex in your windows you could say while you're fucking your bitch. Oh, baby, I'm going to give you that cream, cream. I'm going to give you that cream pie. <laughs> fucking, uh, I'm going to turn you into a jelly donut, ho. you sexy. <laughs> That's funny, man. I'm going to glaze you like a fucking donut. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he guest starred on Full House one time. Exactly. Yeah. And he was on, uh, no. That's how you know he knows how to fuck. 
Anyway, what else have you been doing? I've been watching a lot of movies lately. Um, but I want to see him take his face off, put on Nicolas Cage's face, and then fuck her tits. She's hot, dude. That's definitely an upgrade from Kirstie Alley. Like 100%. And he's crazy, and you know it, this this trope's been done a lot in movies, right? You know, you got the the floozy coming in trying to move in on the married guy, but you know what? He's in the air. He ain't got nothing to go home to, man. I don't know why he likes her. She's kind of a fucking nag. She's got a fucking horse face and a horse mouth and a you know smoker's voice and Bojack Horseman. Yeah, exactly, man. And and she's just begging for a load. Look at her, and she's got that begging. sexy accent. You gotta give her a load for Christmas. That's all she wants. Yeah, we'll see. John Travolta, he deserves an Oscar because he's actually convincing me he's into that woman. But we all know he likes the cock. Oh, he, lo- he loves the cock. I love the cock, too. I would fuck John Travolta. He's one of those, like, classic Hollywood uh, closet cases. Yeah. That, 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 I don't know why he just doesn't come out. I mean, like, because it's, what year is it? I don't think anybody would give a shit. And, uh, but, like, there's been, like, a million pictures of him with his, you know, like, his wife's his beard. There's been a million pictures that have popped up from paparazzi of him with his boyfriend and him. You saw those ones of him in the in a pool, like kissing his boyfriend. Oh, yeah. It's like clear as day. Sounds like fucking pa- hot. Paparazzi taking a picture of him just in a swimming pool at his, at his home or something like that. And he's coming out of the pool and giving his fucking boyfriend a big old fucking smooch and make out. See, I wouldn't come out now either because you just be like they would accuse you of doing it just because you're like no one's talking about you anymore. Well, I mean, that's what Kevin Spacey does when <laughs> remember that Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. You're going down for molesting and raping boys. I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do the heroic thing. It's very hard for me. I'm gay. Like pfft. that exactly. was that was really funny, man. That blew up in his face. And then and then all the fucking charges were dropped. So fucking yeah. he got away with it anyway. They were. I think so. They were dropped. I think so. Well, I think that's what I heard. Was career career was ruined. Didn't Harvey Weinstein just like uh come out of trial like just like last week? Yeah. What happened to him? I don't know. I don't know. He's a, he's another pockmark motherfucker like uh, James Woods. See, then pockmarks they gotta stick together. He's gotta hire James Woods for his next couple movies if he gets another job. Mm. Time to go. Oh, now we see it. Uh, we see it rocks, baby. He's all grown up. He's a he's a fucking stud muffin. I would fuck him. You remember why the Seventh Heaven kid named him Rocks? Um, because that's what he left in the back of your car. Oh yeah. He shits in the back of John Travolta's car. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! You brought me here. See, this is me growing up. I'd always be like, "Can I have a dog?" My parents were always like, "Ah, oh, you're fucking." Uh, you're well, I think they originally told me that, like, "Oh yeah, our uh, our landlord won't allow us to have a dog in here." And I think they were just telling me that because they didn't think I could handle it yet. But around like uh, eight or nine, I got a dog. Fine, it's dog. Yeah, it's in uh, the same house. So, rescue uh, dogs. See, if you guys have rescued dogs, you've rescued dogs, right? Is that what you guys do? Go to the kennel. I don't think we ever have. So obviously, it's tough on rescue dogs because nobody wants the old dogs. It's just like adopting kids. You know, the ones that are older, nobody wants them. They never end up getting adopted into a home, and they end up. You know, if you're a kid, you age out of the system, and you get thrown out in the streets, and you know statistically end up on drugs or crime or whatever uh and dogs they fucking get put to sleep so uh would you would you take in an old dog oh yeah people i think also don't want old dogs too because not only it's like well they're not going to be around as long and they're going to have tons of health problems coming up because that's just part of the baggage like when they're really old it's like and nobody wants that 
Mm-hmm. It's sad though. I, you know, another movie I watched just actually last night. Um, this doesn't seem like the kind of movie I would watch normally, but it actually had really good reviews, and I went ahead and streamed it. It was on Prime, I think, or Hulu, one of the two. But because it, it was a Mark Wahlberg movie, <laughs> but it was Instant Family, and it's about him and uh, what's her fucking name, uh, uh, Rose Byrne. Basically, they don't have kids, and they decide to adopt, but they end up adopting. A package like siblings because they want to keep siblings together if they can and so they all of a sudden have an instant family and it's got a pretty good message and it's actually it's pretty effective and and they even made that point they're like every like uh, they're like why don't you just fucking start calling uh, adopted kids rescue kids and people fucking eat them up because people fucking adopt rescue animals all the time but nobody wants fucking old kids nobody wants teenagers mm-hmm. isn't that kind of weird like what if you were uh zach if you went to adopt a kid and you're like i want a 16 year old girl isn't that weird yeah it's kind of pervy isn't it yeah that's fucking and then the fact that we think it's pervy is fucking kind of fucked up too oh and she's got a twin sister i'll take them both oh yeah yeah it's weird but i would though i mean like i if i had the means to do so i would absolutely adopt and of course, I would want like a young kid. I want a baby, you know. But I would absolutely adopt like an older kid, because it's like they fucking don't have a lot of chances, man. It's 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 rough because if a kid is twelve, thirteen, fourteen, statistically they're staying in that place till they're eighteen, and and they have a you know rough road ahead of them as soon as they get kicked out. I'd fucking absolutely do that. Why not? I recently saw like there are uh, studies saying that like uh, men taking their kids to the park, they they like they're more likely to get looked at like they're pedophiles, even though it's uh, like women do it too. It's like there's no reason to do that, even if they're there with their own kids. So that's uh, fucked up. Uh, yeah, dude, I've I've thought about that, dude. I I I have felt. I mean, I'm not saying people look, but I felt like that was the stigma. Even like me, like if I go running through a trail in a park because I go out running and jogs and stuff like that. And sometimes if I run through a park, a trail and it's a public park, you know, there's families, there's people flying kites. I feel like even like, oh God, are people are probably looking at me because I don't have a kid now because there's so much of that fucking pervy kidnapping shit going on. Public parks and public places are the new Chuck E. Cheese. Before, you couldn't go into a Chuck E. Cheese without a kid. That's fair enough. Like, I would never go into a Chuck E. Cheese without a kid. That's fucking weird as fuck. Oh, that's but, a magical place. But, but like, now, now I kind of get those vibes even going into a park. But That's why uh, whenever I take my dog for a walk in the park, I always that's why I always keep a mustache. Because uh, I know uh, people, uh, pedophiles all have mustaches, apparently, so I keep one. I like to scare people. They don't, uh, actually, I don't think they let you in Chuck E. Cheese without a kid, I read. Lame. I think if you don't have a child with you, they don't admit you. See, that's just encouraging people to fucking buy kids from sex slaves. Like, what do you guys- sex slaves. So oh. go to Chuck E. Cheese. What do you guys think? I think we should do a, a live remote YouTube video where we try and get Zach to get admittance into a, a Chuck E. Cheese without a kid. Yeah. And just see see if he can get in, and they'll probably give him pushback, but then Zach's job will be to uh, basically plead his case to them why he deserves to be in Chuck E. Cheese without coming across like a pedophile and see if he can convince them. That'd be funny. Hell yeah. I'd be like, look, I just want to play that fucking Turtles arcade because, you know, last time I went to Chuck E. Cheese, granted it was like 20 years ago, you guys never updated your arcade. So if you still got Lost World in here and you still got TMNT, I fucking well, I just want to play that shit. Mm-hmm. I do kind of think uh, a ball house would be fun. Those ball houses. 
like as an adult, even though when you're a kid, you used to be pretty resilient and I'm, you know, jumping up and down and just die. Dude, I can't imagine doing that now. I think if I fucking jumped in a thing of balls, I'd throw my back out. You know, I'm not. And, as, uh, there you got the excuse. You could just smack your ball sack on a kid's head. And if it leaves an imprint, you could just say, no, it was the balls in the uh, ball jump thing. Fucking terrible. But, <laughs> dude, that's fucked up. But it kind of reminded me of like when you said that, you know, you're in a you're in a ball pit. So it's like nobody can see where your hands are. It's like you, it reminds me of those fuckers at concerts where it's like in the where the ball pit, no one can hear you scream. No, no, that's fucked up. I mean, it reminds me of like at concerts where you know uh, if a chick's crowd surfing, people, it's like guys think they have a free pass to fucking grope their vaginas and tits when they're getting like carried across. What the fuck? Guys fucking do it, and it sucks. But it's one of those things where they can't see where it came from. You know, it's kind of a lousy thing. That's some incel shit right there. But they fucking do it. They fucking do it. And it's bullshit. And uh, some dude, and I don't know. It's one of those places where, like, if you want to be a fucking pervert, you probably can get away with it, and it's fucking terrible. Like, it could be a 14-year-old girl, right? Mm-hmm. It's terrible. What was it? Uh, what was that artist? Uh, it was fucking... Uh, uh, what is his name? Akon? Remember Akon? Remember when he was uh, under fire? Because like a, a few years back, uh, a girl came on. He invited a girl on stage, and he was like singing to her, and he was grinding on her. He was grinding his dick all over her while singing. It was a sexy tune. Turned out she was fourteen. Didn't Drake do that too? Uh, I just know Drake is. <laughs> he has relationships with like fourteen-year-old kids. He has weird, odd friendships. That's what they always talk about on social media. Like he's friends. I heard. I I heard as soon as Billy Eilish turned eighteen, uh, this last couple of days, he dropped the fuck. He's like, I don't want to play with you anymore. Was that who put that? Who posted that meme? The Woody meme. <laughs> with that I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny though. Yeah, because. Uh, what is it? The chick from Stranger Things? Uh, it, dude, it's classic because it's not the kind of thing he touts. Like he's in interviews. Oh yeah, I talk to her all the time. We're good friends. But of course, the fucking girl getting manipulated is going to talk about it in the news because to her, they're just friends because she's getting fucking played, right? That Millie Bobby Brown chick from Stranger Things. She was like what thirteen? How old was she? Twelve when they first started? Dude, she was like talking in an interview saying, Oh, Drake and I are such great friends. He texts me all the times, talks to me about boys. I'm like, what's a fucking thirty year old? Got a fucking 12, 13, 14 year old on speed dial. And Billie Eilish said the same thing, man. What is she like fucking she was saying like, Oh yeah, he's the nicest guy. I'm like, dude, that's exactly the game those guys play. The fucking uh, Drake's gonna pull up to Millie Bobby Brown with a bunch of egos in his, his the back of his van, be like, Hey, I got some egos. Yeah. Fucking pick her up from school and shit. Fucking drive off. Keep in his dungeon. But that's exactly what they fucking do, man. Those those girls that are young and impressionable, they really buy into these older guys that are taking advantage of them. Oh, he's nice. He's really cool. Like, what? No, it's fine. He's cool. He's just a friend. You know? But then... Well, see, uh, see, uh, fucking uh, Drake, he didn't have a normal childhood. He didn't? His uh, his dad, uh, see, that's what we'd be doing if it was fucking... Uh, we'd be making excuses for fucking, you know... Uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, Michael Jackson and shit like that. Oh yeah, Drake played a cripple on Degrassi. He had a privileged childhood. Exactly. Fucking uh, Elvis. You know, he was from a different time. You know. Yeah, and he, D- Drake grew up in like fucking Toronto. He didn't grow up in a hood, no ghetto. 
Exactly. Uh, he was a very sheltered, so he didn't know that you can't fuck kids. He probably had a fucking scholarship. He's like, uh, you know, he seemed like a suburb. He seemed like a suburban kid. What the fuck are you you talking shit about Drake? He started from the bottom. Did he? Did he really? He started from the bottom. Now yeah. No, I'm just saying that because that's the lyrics from the song. He started with the bottom, then he flipped Millie Brown over and got her in the front. Exactly. Yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know. I think it's inappropriate. What was that? Um, there was another one too. I told you about it. It was uh, Travis Barker. I guess his daughter's like an Instagram influencer, like whatever the fuck that means. Basically, someone that takes advantage of their famous daddy or whatever and builds an internet fan base by posting fucking thought pics. That's basically all an influencer is. Anyway, there was some like rapper or something like that sliding in her DMs trying to get her to come to a party, and she's like fucking fourteen. And he's like in his twenties. Fuck boys. And I think uh, like Travis Barker, of course, called him out or whatever and stuff. Like, dude, you really think you're gonna get away with that shit? Like, especially when she's semi-famous or has a famous dad, and they can just blow you up. And if you're fam- if you're famous too, fuck. The the bigger you are, the harder you fall. I mean, all they have to do is blow you up and post your shit online. Like, look at this guy. He's gonna try to take uh, fucking Travis Barker's daughter to Rowan Polanski's fucking you, you know, <laughs> house and fuck her in his hot tub and shit. You know who dodged a fucking bullet to end all bullets? And literally, he barely skated. He barely got out of this because he was like right before the Me Too movement hit. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like like the year before. But James Franco, how he deflected that shit was just, I can't believe it. Remember? Mm-hmm. Dude, it was it was like uh I don't know what did Me Too blow up in twenty seventeen. I want to say that was probably peak Me Too. Okay, so this shit probably happened in twenty sixteen or something like that. But the fucking dude was caught ran handed trying to get an underage girl slipped in he slid into her DMs. She went to uh he was doing a stage play in New York City in Broadway, and she was outside waiting to try and get autographs, and she was taking pictures, and she had the video, like she was taking like on Instagram or whatever the video Mm -hmm. and he was signing autographs and he looked at her he saw that she was attractive and he's like oh tag me in that tag me in that video no one he's no he knew what he was doing so she posted it tagged him and then he slipped into her dms because now he had her info and she posted the entire thread and of course she's playing the whole shit like she she showed everything like how do i know it's the real you and he of course took pictures you know with signs holding up or whatever and she straight up told her like i'm just in town i think she was irish i'm or scottish I'm just in town with my mom. We're celebrating my birthday. It's like, I'm not 18. And she told him, I'm not 18 after she was hitting it up. And he still said, it's okay. Come over. You know, like your mom doesn't have to know. Just just come out over. Like, I've, I've got a hotel or whatever here or whatever. Like, holy fuck. And then uh, she fucking exposed his ass. And then uh, I guess he did the right thing by just coming clean because he was caught red-handed. He went on. Regis and fucking not Regis and Kelly, what Michael Strahan and Kelly, whatever the fuck it is, and he just addressed it like, yeah, I got caught. It's my, I, it's my bad. And then he just kind of whatever went on. You, that was it. You try to fuck Kelly though? No, she's too old for him, dude. He was trying exactly. to get, he was trying to get with underage chicks. And uh, that week on Saturday Night Live, I, I think it was, I, I think it was like Jonah Hill hosting, and then Seth Rogen was there as like a surprise guest, and. Or and he made a joke about it. He like addressed the white elephant in the room, and he made a joke, uh, an underage girl joke about his friend, you know. And so, dude, that that wouldn't have worked a year later with the Me Too moment. Just make a joke about it. Like, can you imagine Kevin or Harvey Weinstein just make it, playing it off with a joke? 
What? Yeah. Like, I don't know. But he dodged a bullet. And it's funny how there's, like, no statute on that stuff. You would think they would be like, well, that's how, that's how short attention spans are with this generation. But you would have think a year later when Me Too hit, they would have been like, hold up. Remember a year ago when that was fucking all over the news for like a day? We're, let's go back to that. No, it's like, what? Shiny, bright lights. We don't remember it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Oh, I watched uh, that docuseries on Netflix, Don't Fuck With Cats. I, I've, been, I've been hearing a lot about it, but no, I didn't watch it. That is fucking wild, babe. What's it about? I started. I started watching. It's about this fucking uh, these people on the internet. They watch this video of a guy basically putting a cat or uh, two cats in like a Ziploc fucking bag, like vacuum sealed bag, and then sucking the air out of it. Ooh. And yeah, they're like, "Fuck, who is this?" They basically like go out of their way trying to find out where this guy is from and shit. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, "It, it fucking gets. It gets fucking crazy. It, it, it doesn't go where you think it's gonna go." Okay. And it's only three episodes. How how long is each installment? An hour. Okay, dude, I'll have to check it out. There's a lot of stuff to catch up on, man. So. I really liked it. Um, I gave it a fucking 10 out of 10, actually. Really? Is that good? I liked it a lot. All right, yeah, I'll check it out. Did you like it better than the Henry Lee Lucas? Um, maybe a bit. Okay, I'll check They're it out. good, though. I'll check it out. Do you know what I've been doing the last uh, couple of days? I finally jumped into that video game, Death Stranding. And, uh, oh, man, I, it's, I'm so conflicted. Like, I have no idea. I have no idea what to say about it because, you know, everybody says the game really kicks in a little bit, like 10 hours. And, you know, most people are like, well, if a game fucking has to... If I, if I have to give 10 hours of my time before a game gets interesting, then they're not doing a good job. I'm not giving them 10 hours, right? But uh, I don't know. I, it's weird because the story is interesting enough to where I'm I'm a few hours in now, and I, 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 I'm still kind of cool to play it, like knowing that around 10 hours in, hopefully, supposedly, the game opens up a little bit. Hopefully, I can actually do something. Um, but it's it, like I said, it's it's running for that crown of that Metal Gear Solid Four has for most like cinematic cutscenes to gameplay ratio. It's mm-hmm. it's beat it, it's beat it because I've got at least three hours into it, and if you're to combine all the gameplay, the actual fucking me doing shit in the game, it it adds up to like maybe thirty minutes. Fuck me. Yeah, no, I'm serious, and uh, and 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 those little. And let's let's say that's split up into like three or four segments. It's all it is, is it's exactly what people say it is. It's a fetch quest. It's like, take this package here. And, it, and it's designed a lot like Metal Gear Solid five, like the map, you know, uh, the markers, you know, where you go. And he Sam even controls just like Snake, you know, uh, hold down L3 and he'll run crouch. See, I was wondering, like, what if fucking uh, Sony was so like, oh, he got he lost his job doing that. Uh, we got to give him a bunch of fucking money and let him make whatever he wants. What if he doesn't have any ideas and he just makes a fucking billion dollar piece of shit? No, but what's funny, though, is. The the story's there. The story he could have, I I don't know why he couldn't have made this more action oriented. But like here's here's the game. So like once you start the game, fucking I swear you sit through like an hour movie. You don't even fucking do anything yet. And then then you'll have to take one package 
to one destination, cue another cutscene. Take a package to destination, cue another cutscene. It's just sort of like a means to progress the story. Um, but the thing is, is I don't want to speak too soon because I, I don't know. I, I even shudder to call it gameplay because it's not real gameplay. Like I'm just taking a package from one place to another. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not doing anything. And it's actually kind of tedious uh, at first. I've got the hang of it now, but the learning curve is fucking real with it. Um, because you have to balance your shit, like how much you're carrying or whatever. Uh, if you're carrying a, a big load, then you'll start tilting left to right. So not only are you walking with a bunch of shit on your back, it's you got to like constantly like hit the L and R triggers and shit like that and balance. Because if you, you'll fall over. It's like, this is not fun. How is this fun? <laughs> this is fucking annoying. Do you... And it's and it's a big open world, but it's like you don't have the horse like an MSG Metal Gear Solid Five. You have to walk slowly everywhere. Fuck. Me. And it's like okay, here you are on the map. You got to take it to here on the map. Well, you've got to walk with a bunch of shit on your back all the way to that point. And there's no monsters along the way. There's no people. You're just walking. You're just walking. You have to go up fucking mountains, and you just you just walk. That's that's so far. That's what it is. Um. But the story is interesting. <laughs> so it's like, I, I do like the cutscenes. It's very interesting. I do want to see where the story goes. But then that begs the question, well, then what's to say someone isn't going to get just as much out of it for just watching it all on YouTube? If you're just going to watch, if it's just for the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm hoping that it does really open up after 10 hours. And we'll see. But it, it's got a lot going for it, though, as far as it's beautiful. It's 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 gorgeous. Like even though you're just walking, in the land, everything is gorgeous, and the music's perfect, the soundtrack's perfect. It feels like a reskinned Metal Gear Solid Five, like you know, a new game, but it's totally fucking Metal Gear style. It's it it looks cool. It's Metal Gear without the the fun, the action. Hmm. It's whatever, but uh, it's beautiful to look at. The acting is great. Like the voice actors are, are phenomenal, uh, and. Uh, it's got all the Kojima nods, so I guess it's kind of fun just to kind of like see all that quirky shit. Uh, Guillermo del Toro being in it's really fucking weird. Um, uh, so I don't know. The story's good enough to where I want to keep going. I'll give it to the ten hour mark, and if it hasn't fucking picked up, then I might have to book just because. Just because. If I put ten hours into a game, I'm gonna finish it. No, that I guess that's the way I feel too. But right now, the story is good enough to where because they don't make you. Let me put it this way. If they didn't break up the quote unquote gameplay in small increments like they do, I couldn't do it. But the fact that it is like in small increments, like, well, it's not that bad. I just got to take this package point A to point B and then I get to watch a movie for fucking 30 minutes. Then it's all right. But if I had to fucking do that, just walking simulator bullshit annoyingly through the fucking terrain for, let's say, like two hours at a time, there's nobody would finish this shit. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, I, I think everybody should play it. That's interested in playing it and just kind of give your two cents. I do think most of the haters of the game are the people that could not give it the 10 hours or whatever it is. Right. And most of the people that love it were able to go the distance and they're like, Oh, well, it's fucking worth it. If you really fucking put in that much fucking time. Uh, I, I, I've been playing it decently the last couple of days, but even if like I, until I get to that point, it might be the kind of game that I can only put in like an hour at a time. Like I can't just fucking devote a whole night to it. 
Because you do, dude. I, I've, I've, when I realize how much of this is just me watching a movie, albeit a very interesting story, I, I got food ready, dude. I fucking eat my dinner. I'm doing like sit ups because I know I'm going to sit there for an hour watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be called. You, you ever do that when you're going to like play a game? Like, well, I don't want to bring certain snacks because I'm going to have a control in my hand and I'm going to have to play so, so much. You know what I mean? I don't want dirty fingers, dude. Fucking eat Cheetos, do whatever you want with this game because you're going to be sitting for an hour at a time watching movies i'm at the point now where i like uh, a game with very little story <laughs> or not cutscenes that have to get all the story dude well this game what was it wasn't it like 50 50 with um mgs4 would you say oh it felt like it do that that was a lot of cutscenes. but like like we've already touched on before i didn't mind it i loved every second of metal gear solid 4 because at that point we had been with the series so long and this was you know an an algamation it was uh everything was built up this was the end we had invested so much we wanted all that those cutscenes and that story that resolution this is the first game in a series (laughs) and Mm -hmm. you're just getting introduced to these characters and right out the gate like i said i've got three hours in i've watched two and a half hours worth of cinema Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's 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 good. It's 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 if it was a shit story, I'd be like fuck this game. But it's it's interesting and it's Kojima. It's it's a really weird science fiction story, man. It's it's really tripped out and it's one of those things where this is really confusing and I don't understand this, but you know it's going to all fit together in the end and you just kind of have to roll with it. The baby concept is weird as fuck and I still don't understand that yet, but I'm getting like little snippets along the way, but that's weird. Uh, every time you fall down, your baby starts crying and you have to like calm them down. You have to go in your menu and you have to fuck Does it. You ever take that baby out of the jar and try to fuck it. <sighs> no, but whenever you fall and you have a bad spill, the baby will start crying. His stress levels will go up. So you have to like go in your menu and then uh, tend to the baby and rock it to sleep. You know, shh, and he has to use this like singing a lullaby and shit. Um, it's See, I don't want to do that shit in real life. In a game, I'll be too tempted to throw the baby. Yeah, like I said, I kick the baby. When I, I the, in the first couple of hours, I was kind of scared that the game was going to be really fucked because I kept falling over, <laughs> and I'm like, this is fu-. not only is this far enough as it is, and I'm walking slower and shit. I keep falling over. Like this is too real for me. Like this is not fun. I get it in real life. If I was carrying about a thousand pounds on my back, I probably couldn't stay up. I'd be like a turtle. But this is a game. Can we have a little fun here? Can we make walking as fun as it can be, at least? Um, but once you kind of get over the learning curve and you kind of get the hang of it, you figure out how to do it and it becomes second nature. So I think more than anything, it's about the learning curve. But uh, because it's got a really convoluted menu system mm-hmm. and you really have to get used to it because it's kind of cumbersome. But I think if you've played Metal Gear Solid 5, you, you, you're going to learn it faster. But if you've never even played Metal Gear Solid 5, it might take you some extra time. But because Metal Gear Solid Five was kind of like that, but this is even more cumbersome. Anyway, mm-hmm. enough about that. You Mads, bro. You Mads. <laughs> fucking meme, dude. <laughs> yeah. What, what was that about? Too. We can talk about that. That was kind of funny. What are we talking about? Uh, who? I forgot. Why did I say that? Was it? Mac. What did it have to do with? Uh, Mac or was it uh, Josh James stuff? What were we talking about? Oh wait, wait, wait! We were gonna do the uh, the we we're gonna do uh, fucking uh, oh. cinema or no uh, fucking what's it called? Uh, Retro Rampage. Retro Rampage. That's right. And uh, my internet was fucking up, so I I, t- I get on. I'm like, yeah, my internet's fucking up. It's gonna take like all night to upload this uh, this podcast I'm doing. <laughs> And then I, I left the house, and I like I'm hearing like I'm getting messages while I'm gone, but I can't like look at it. 
because I was driving and shit. And then I ended up forgetting about it because uh, where I went and everything. And then whenever I finally look at it again, they're like, hey, is, is that going to come back? Uh, what's going on with this internet? And then I go, hey, I couldn't make it any more clear, guys. My fucking internet's going slow. I was going to take all night to upload a, a fucking audio podcast. You think I'm going to be able to swing a live uh, video thing? With, <laughs> you know, audio and video and all that? What the fuck, guys? And then Mac, Mac's like, why the fuck does he get so mad, man? We we, we just we just asked him a question. I, I did, what's funny is I didn't get it because you just started posting these weird pictures with a bunch of Mads Mickelson faces on it. I didn't I didn't put it together and you just you posted one. Mac would probably say something like, "What the fuck? I don't get." And then you would post another one. And I'm like, I don't even get it. And then you'd finally be like, "You Mads, bro? You Mads?" And then I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, but but yeah, he's in this game too. He's in Death Stranding. Um, yeah, Mads Mickelson. Mads. His name's Mads. It's funny. But uh, I guess to put a to cork in that whole topic, I'll let you know when I'm about 10 hours in and I reach that point where I think I'm where people keep saying it, it picks up. And then I'll let you know, okay, it's worth the investment. But, you know, uh, right now, I don't know. I mean, it's very interesting. It's only interesting, though, if it does pick up. <laughs> then I'll then I'll forgive it if it's that fucking good. But it's interesting, but I'm only interested if it fucking gets better. If it never does, then I'm I'm not really interested right well, now. The story's good, the, not the game. There's no gameplay. It's just not. It's just not a game. It's really not a game yeah. so far. So you wouldn't fuck Christy Alley right here. Kirsty Alley. I'd get her the name fuck? right. I'd get her name yeah, right yeah. before I rejected her. But no, this looks like La La Land. Bullshit. Exactly. No, I wouldn't fuck Kirsty Alley, man. I wouldn't fuck her with your dick. Oh, you'd fuck a lot of people with my dick. I know. <laughs> you could you could stand fucking eight feet away from him and still fuck him. You 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 love it. What's Mac? Do you not spend Christmas with Mac? I mean, you guys are uh, we're not supposed to break the fourth wall, and people aren't supposed to know that you're cousins. He lives four fucking hours away from me. Okay, it's not that far. I'm flying. I'm far from me. I'm flying across the country. It's because you are beta. Okay. Are you a beta? What? Uh, are you a child of the lie, Aaron? What did you get your niece? Christmas. Do you like the Great White Hope? Did you get your niece anything? Um, what's it to you, bitch? I'm just making conversation. I want to know what the Christmas festivities are like in the in the house. You got to bleep that out. Sorry. Yeah, we gonna fucking hang out. I got her some stuff from Walmart. Cool. I got her this big ass Ariel toy. Ariola, the little mermaid. Oh, Ariel. Okay. Cause I was at Walmart and she brought it up. She's like, "Look at this! This is donk." She talks like that because she hangs out with me and stuff. She's like, "This shit is donk. I want to dank this toy to dust, though." And uh, I was like, uh, "You can't have that." And it's, uh, now I got it though. It's donk. Well, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are you? I, I'm not looking forward to January. I don't like Jan. Well, I mean, it's not so bad here in Arizona, but where you live, where I used to live, once Christmas is over, do you ever get the blues? Because now you're just left with the the shitty brown colored snow weather, ice weather, and you don't even have the holiday backdrop to maybe kind of like give people something to look forward to. It's just kind of the shit. I don't know. December's more like uh, where I, it happens to be, like October, December. Why? And then and then it's kind of over. Oh, I don't know because that's around the time my dad died, and gotcha. I always like think of shit like that. Gotcha. Okay, I feel you. 
Oh yeah, Christmas without your dad. Oh, when your dad passed, was it before Christmas? Um, he died like a couple days after his birthday in October. Okay, it was just a couple days before my birthday yeah. in November. Well, still, regardless, it's like literally right before the holiday season. Yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. I got you, man. I feel you. That'll get better with time, though. I think. Mm-hmm. My dad died on St. Patrick's Day. That's not nearly as uh, sentimental. Because I uh, never went out and drank anyway. You should. Yeah. It's pretty dog. I need a vice. I need a vice or two, man. I ain't got a vice. Do some heroin. Some coke. Mm, let me see here. So what else have you been doing, though? You watch that documentary? What other flicks you watch, man? You watching anything? What have you been playing, by the way? Oh. Uh- what have you guys been doing besides fucking making fun of me because I can't stand first-person games? I can't take them. Yeah, we were talking about how Era's got... He's so ingrained with freaking beta DNA, he can't play the first-person games. Keeps getting on me about not finishing Resident Evil 7, but the, I, I want to, but I can't. And I, that was so funny. Uh, when I when I pled my case, and I was pretty reasonable about it, I'm like, I want to, but I just there's something about it that makes me sick. And I'm like, and it's not just like... I was like, once I do it, I can play for 30 minutes at a time, an hour at a time, and then I'm sick. Oh, you're just too scared, but, but, bro. No, but, but it. It, doesn't ma- it doesn't have to be Resident Evil. It's just anything first person. Anyway, 30 minutes, uh, an hour of gameplay, I'm paying for it all night. Like, I'm sick and I'm dizzy all night, kind of like rides or whatever. And I hate it. I wish it wasn't the case. Anyway, after I make that case, Mac fucking goes... I mean, if you like the series enough, you should fucking just deal. You'd you think you'd want to just deal with it and still do it, like motherfucker. No, I don't like the series enough to be sick all fucking night. Fuck you. I do. Like I, I don't like any game enough to be fucking sick all night. It's like if you've been chasing this chick your whole life, and uh, you you're finally gonna get to fuck her, and she tells you, "Oh, I have gonorrhea." You 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 deal with that. Uh, okay. Is that from a movie, or are you being serious? I just made an analogy to it. It's, it's true. It's as my fucking friend Jimmy Pineapple likes to say, case fucking closed. Jimmy Pineapple knows all. Yeah, but I can't. I hate it. I don't know why, but it is what it is. And I, and I never used to have that issue growing up, so I don't know if it's like a refresh rate issue with the modern TVs and consoles. Uh, it has to be, because I could play fucking old school Hexen in the original Doom and not get sick. It's a beta. Yeah, a beta I mean, it thing. is. It's unfortunate. And it's not a big deal to me because it's like, what did he say? Um, that, uh, Matt kept trying to make like solutions. I'm like, dude, I don't need it. I don't even like first person games that much. The, so get some medicine, bitch. Yeah, he, like, uh, it's not worth fucking taking fucking medicine for. Like, I don't want to fucking take. Oh, fucking, everything's worth taking medicine. Because it's not even. You know, the doctor, you tell him you're all sore and shit. Give me all your most, your dankest painkillers. It's not even a genre I like. Like the like the only two games I could think about wanting to play is I'd I'd finish Resident Evil Seven because I wish I could and I who knows maybe I'll tough it out eventually. Uh, and horror I, isn't a genre you like. And I like the, the new Doom, right? But a couple of games isn't worth fucking taking pills over. Fuck that. Yeah, it is. You get them pills. Fuck that. And it's like E.T. Williams would tell you, you get them pills. You ever watch E.T. Williams? He's donk. No, I don't know who that is. You can't watch him anymore. He got freaking uh, his channel terminated from YouTube. He uh, he was he was a big Donald Trump guy. He's like uh, he always said Donut Trump though. He's like uh, the real Donut Trump, Donut Trump. So uh, like I was thinking like oh I should make like a 
a Twitter account for like, you know, the real donut Trump, just like Photoshop a donut with his hair on it or something. But yeah, he, he he's a big donut Trump fan. And uh, fucking he uh, docked somebody or something, then uh, his channel got taken away. He he was uh, he was the doctor of common sense though. Mm. Where are we at in this fucking movie right now? Remember at that we at the part where he's like, "Bills will be ringing." They're playing that song, right? Aren't they playing like the sad Christmas music? And he's trying to make mm-hmm. it home for the holidays. Did the camera guy just bump into somebody? You see that? That was weird. Karen went to pan and then it kind of like bumped and then uh see uh this is kind of funny when I was a kid I wanted to be like a freaking uh a plane uh like uh you know flat planes because it's like oh yeah you're in there nobody fucks with you you don't have to talk to people but then I found out oh no there's always got to be a co-pilot movies lied to you man and I'm like oh well fuck that and that's just one other person. It'd be cool though if your co-pilot was like your best buddy. Is it like uh police partners? Is it do you fly with the same co-pilot or does it like change? I don't know. Yeah, that'd be fun if it was like the same guy, unless you fucking hated that guy. But in that case, I guess you could always request a transfer. But uh, I, I always yeah, thought what if you accidentally fuck that guy at the Christmas party or something, <laughs> and, and then it's just real awkward. Yeah. <laughs> uh I'm sure it's happened before. I'm pretty sure there's been a pilot co-pilot duo that's like fucked in the cockpit, like when they're on autopilot. Oh yeah, that's pretty funny. And have the ass cheeks like pressed hams up against the fucking windshield, dude, and like with the clouds coming at you. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fucking weird. That would make me sick. I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't like be in the cockpit and just see all that shit. I would feel like vertigo. Hello, hello. I'd feel terrible. Hola, the place called vertigo. Oh, bizarre. Que pasa? What does it say? Like sounds like how bizarre. I don't know what he says. How bizarre, how bizarre. Ooh, baby. Every time I look around. How bizarre. The shitty 90s music. Oh, that's a dog song. <laughs> um, Yeah, but I was always jealous. I always thought when I watch cop movies and I see these beat cops and they have a partner and they're always like best friends with their partner and their partner always gets killed and you know, they're always depressed and they always don't want to get a new partner. But anyway, I, I'm always jealous of that friendship. Cause that'd be fun, man. Wouldn't that be fun? Like if you, uh, you and Mac were like beat cops and you got to hang out all day and go get donuts. That should be one of the sequels to the Mac and Zach movie. Mac and Zach are cops. Hell yeah. Mac is it. It turns into police Academy. You guys have your own police Academy sequel or you guys try and pass the fucking Academy. That'd be pretty funny. Mm-hmm. That'd be funny. We donk. Police Academy is a funny series. Uh, it's kind of a weird movie. I think uh, Police Academy is one of these movies where it it's R-rated, but it feels like a PG movie minus the tits. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird. Like, it, it seems like a, a fairly family-friendly comedy, but there's tits in it. But that's kind of the way a lot of these like weird eighty sex comedies work because it's kind of like isn't isn't it kind of like a sex comedy? It's like borderline. It kind of yeah. it kind of reminds me of one of those eighty sex comedies with the whole like backdrop of the police academy because Mahoney's kind of like that that guy in the sex comedies that's raiding the doing the panty raids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't they bug the showers in that movie and do that whole thing? Mm-hmm. I, I think they do. Oh, yeah, that reminds me, after I watched The Joker, I put it in our box, uh, because I'm thinking that uh, we should do a, a freaking uh, viewer, uh, you know, 
request exploitation part two, I think. Yeah, because we had that requested. No, I'm down with it, man. We should do it. And we should finally knock out Alone in the Dark because that's been in our queue for the longest time. Hell yeah. Yeah. Fucking TMNT. Did he want us to do the Michael Bay TMNT or the animated one? Ooh, I thought he was talking about the Michael Bay. Yeah. Because I think he said 2014. I want to clarify. I think he had the year on there. All right. But, uh... Yeah, I tried watching that animated one, and I don't remember anything about it. I saw it in the theater. Well, uh, is it, it wasn't in a direct sequel to the original trilogy? I don't know. I think it was kind of a soft reboot, maybe. But they called it, like, canon, I think. Didn't they make references yeah. to, like, the movies in the, within the movie and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Knocking Shredder off a rooftop and all that bullshit. Going back in time and fighting the daimyo and knocking Walker off a fucking ledge and him just evaporating in thin air. Yeah, see, they should have wrote that into the script. Like, really, uh, somebody else went and pulled him out right before he died, so that's why we didn't see it splash, bro. He's still alive. They uh, relocated him. No, dude, he clearly fell into a wormhole. You've heard about wormhole theory. He fell in a oh. he fell in a wormhole, and he's just in another dimension right now, just biding his time till he's able to return. He's to in the same dimension where it was like uh, freaking the Baron Steen Bears, and like it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Otters or something. Baron Steen Bears. There you go. That reminds me, uh, because uh, what James Rolfe he made that video about the the Baron Steen Bear thing, the Baron Steen Bear thing. We had a we had a comment on a. Uh, on our Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, this is a segue, I guess. On We posted that last year. If you guys don't know, we recorded a marathon that was a Twitch exclu- exclusive last year. And uh, we've been putting those out all month on the YouTube channel as bonus uh, videos. And uh, most recently, we put out last week a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And Trend Killer, he, he had commented on when we were talking about uh, Mac, uh, Macaulay Culkin being on James Rolfe's channel, and he was on Red Letter Media and stuff like that. He was kind of making the rounds, right? Um, mm-hmm. And he was, this is what he said. He said, I was wondering the same thing about McCulley. Like, I wonder if they are paying him. Uh, I mean, how the fuck did they just get together? Secondly, ever notice in the Red Letter Media videos when McCulley's there, there's always that dude sitting on the couch that has never been introduced. I agree if he just wants to be a cool, normal guy, but just seems weird about it i think he's just a weird fucking guy altogether he's that guy sitting on the couch is actually the guy on the couch from half baked what he just shaved and shit yeah well i think he's a weird fucking egg um i don't know he was everywhere last year and now macaulay culkin's nowhere I, i wonder why like out of nowhere he started like hitting the press circuit like he went on rogan he was doing all these youtube channels I mean, he was, I guess, pitching his fucking website, I guess. I don't know. That doesn't fucking... The, when he was trying to describe what his website was on Joe Rogan, it was cringe factor total. Like, it didn't make any... And even Joe Rogan wasn't following along. Like, okay, but so what do you guys do? He literally just came off like, yeah, we're a fucking bunch of friends that fucking have a stupid website where we talk and do a... Po-. It wasn't anything. Like, what are you trying to sell, bro? Oh, I, I do the same thing you do, Joe. Uh, I, I, I just talk. That's all. Yeah, but it made no sense. They were talking about bunny ears in this platform, this website. Yeah, but what do you do? It it was it was really weird. It was just I don't know. He was promoting nothing while trying to promote something. It was he was it was really weird. It's a podcast about nothing. Yeah, I guess. Um, but he's a, he's a weird guy. Uh, would you fuck him? No, absolutely not, man. I'd fuck. 
Man, I got to say something, by the way. When I was thinking about this, you know, remember when Macaulay Culkin, when he was on the fucking crack and he looked like he was about 60 years old and then he got clean and now he looks healthy again? Yeah, see, that's when I had the best shot was when he was on the crack. It it reminded me of, uh, so last week I drudged up fucking Eddie Furlong's cameo. Eddie Furlong is on cameo. And I posted a YouTube uh, community story, so some of you guys might have saw that, where it was like a close-up of his face on Cameo, a screenshot. His wrecked fucking face. Dude, he's 42. He looks about 58. And I had no idea he looked that bad. Mm-hmm. And Dude, I, I, was, I wonder why he's not on social media and he's so fucking quiet and all this shit. Now I get it. And he doesn't even do conventions a lot. I just heard about him. It was just this, this past season that he popped up in a couple of conventions finally. But it's like I kept asking myself if I was Edward Furlong and I couldn't get current work, but I was attached to a very fucking famous franchise, I'd be milking that con circuit, right? Like, why mm-hmm. is he not doing anything? And he's probably fucking ashamed. Not to body shame the guy, but dude, I saw him. Did you watch some of his videos? Hell yeah. He's, he looks fucking amazing. He's fucking overweight. He's fucking missing teeth. He looks meth as fuck. He's got that those that crack smile, right? Crackhead smile. He's missing meth mouth. Meth mouth. He's missing his fucking teeth. He's fucking he his his face is fat, saggy, wrinkled. He looks like a rotting jack-o'-lantern. But Did you see his uh, like uh, the the video on cameo when you go to his thing like his intro it's basically like hey I'm uh, I was in uh, Terminator give me money That's yeah literally what he says no it's it's depressing and uh, <laughs> and the thing is he, he I think he's self aware of what cameo is he's like what he's reduced to um, yeah. and even that video I don't know if I shared it with you or I just it's just the video I was taking screenshots from it was fucking depressing because I watched it and he was giving a shout out to somebody he's like hey. Um, Hi, Rick. Hey. He's like, hey, Dwayne, you got a job? Listen, You're like, <laughs> kind of. So it was depressing. He looked like he really didn't want to do it, but I'm whatever. I'm just doing this shit. He's like, uh, yeah, hey, Dwayne. So I hear you got a job. Yeah. Like, it wasn't enthusiastic at all. Like, good for you, man. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I mean, congratulations uh, uh, on the job. And I hear you're a homeowner now. Sounds like you're really winning at life. And then he goes, I could learn a thing from you. And he kind of, <laughs> and he kind of rolls his eyes like, fuck, it is depressing as shit. It is like the ultimate, but you could tell like he knows he's flushing what little dignity he has down the toilet, even making those videos. But I think he doesn't care anymore. And yeah, and, and what was it? Uh, it what's fucked up is he looks about sixty, but he still has the voice of a twelve-year-old, which freaks me the fuck out because he still sounds like John Connor, but it's coming out of this weird mute mutant fucking, I don't know, rotten jack o' lantern. That's what he should do. He should team up with the guys behind to catch a predator and uh, be the decoy. Hey. <laughs> You want to fuck me? I'm 13 years old. That's fucking hilarious. He really could. And so I'm thinking, I kind of feel bad for a man because I'm like, uh, this is the guy that he he went and he approached the Terminator, uh, new, the new movie set, and he went and worked for a day. Like, you ever seen that movie Cool Runnings, right? You seen Cool Runnings? 
Oh, yeah. Okay, so John Candy, you know, he got his uh, medals stripped from the Olympics because he was cheating. And he was shamed, so he moved to Jamaica. Anyway, when he takes that new Jamaican bobsled team, he comes out of retirement and takes them to, like, Canada or wherever the hell the uh, Olympics are held. And he sees all these guys he used to work with after, like, fucking 30 30 years. And, you know, the first impression they give him is, like, what the fuck did you do to yourself? Because he put on all this weight. That's probably the way he felt when he walked in and saw like Linda Hamilton. You know, he probably didn't see Linda Hamilton or anybody. But when he just saw all these people, like if he had to meet with James Cameron, like fuck, what the fuck did you do to yourself, kid? Like this is why we can't hire you. Look what you did. Hey, right, wait, hold up. Give me. A- <laughs> wait. I got a surprise. Let's see. Let's see if I can get this going here. Come on, you bitch. Beta phone. Here you go. Hey, Taylor, Cook, what's up? Uh, it's Eddie Furlong, man. Thank you, thank you, man. It sounds like you've really been following the career. Um, yeah, um, thank you for all your support, Taylor. Uh, uh, I hope all is well in your world. Much love. Um, and, uh... You take care of yourself. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And uh, happy new year, man. All right. Be good, brother. He looks like he's wearing an... He's back to looking like he's wearing an Eddie Furlong mask. And he's doing... I fucking feel bad for the Furlong. And he's doing the most unflattering fucking angles, too. Like, he's, like, doing up shots, like, up his nose, where it just makes him look like even more of a ghoul. Let me... (laughs) It's like he's not even trying. Okay, here's the one. This is the fucking one I was taking screenshots. I gotta let you guys hear this. Okay, it's about 30 seconds. Yo, uh, this video is from Mark Daniker. Um, sounds like you're doing really good, man. You open up your own drumming studio. You got a house. Wow. Look at you winning, man. I could learn a thing or two from you. Um, anyway, I would uh, like to wish you guys an amazing happy holiday. And uh, easy money, Mark. Be good, man. Bye. Okay, in this video, he looks like he's been strung out for two days. And he looks like he's on no sleep. And he's he's got like this shitty apartment backdrop. Like he's living in a dump. And he looks like a wreck. He looks like he hasn't slept in a week. And his hair's a fucking wreck. <laughs> fucking horrible and he's fucking you could tell you could tell he looked at his cameo he's like you know because when you have these orders you got to fucking make good on them after so long it's like okay i gotta like fucking clear my order queue and he you could tell man he's like fucking at four in the morning like he's out of crack to do and he's like oh i guess i better fucking do this so i can get some more money for the fucking juice mm-hmm. and he just fucking rolls a video and that one he's like not enthused his fucking whole eyes scream just fucking pay me you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty fucking sad, man. It's depressing as shit. Uh, actually, when I go on Cameo and I look through all the browse talent section, right? Look, it's just it's like a graveyard of a of a who was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm just washed up. I want to watch this fucking. How do I? Here we go. Hey, this is Eddie Wait. Furlong. I've joined Cameo. Give me some money, man. <laughs> Please. Bye. <laughs> He's all. <laughs> Join Cameo. Give me some money, man. Please. <laughs> Please. We got to do one more so you can use it for like an e- outro and shit. <laughs> That's got to be like a... Hold on. One more. Please. I'll, I'll shut up. Bye. Hey, this is Eddie 
is Eddie Furlong. I've joined Cameo. Give me some money, man. Please. Bye. We're going to rip that. We got to use that for our like bookend sometimes. That's fucking funny, man. I, uh, I, I listened to Artie Lang's podcast. He's got a new podcast, and it's so funny because... He's on Cameo, too, but he's fucking shits on it. He's so funny, and he's a comedian, so he's self-deprecating, and him and Gilbert Gottfried were on it, and uh, Gilbert Gottfried's on it, too, and they're just making fun of it the whole time, how fucking, like, you know, low bar it is, and uh, and they were doing nothing, but, like, he was playing his fucking uh, Cameo clips on the podcast, and they were fucking hilarious, uh, but it's, it's pathetic. It's so fucking... I think if you're gonna do it... Do it like some of these comedians, like a Gilbert Godfrey, where you're self-aware and just be fucking, you know, fucking have fun with it and just know it's kind of fucking weird and shitty. And it's just this trend, just like I'm jumping on this to get cash or be like Edward Furlong, where he's pretty much up front with it. Hey, I'm on Cameo. Give me some fucking money. I need it. But I thought about paying him to do one for uh, Todd for Christmas. And I would have him do. I love. Hey, Todd. I love you more. But I would put. <laughs> I would put it in my notes, like, like parentheses. Please say it with feeling. I've seen some of these videos you do, and you fucking, fucking do it half-hearted, like you just roll out of fucking bed, and you, you know, you're. Some of them look like you're literally taking a shit on the toilet. Will you just give me a little bit of fucking feeling when you do this? I'm paying you good money. But because if I asked him to do it, he'd probably be like, Hey, Todd. I hear you're doing good, man. You, you, I hear you're never on behind the mask anymore. They miss <laughs> you. Well, they just wanted me to tell you that they love you more. Uh, and uh, I would have him say, uh, "See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell him to do anything. I'd, like the the worse he does, the better to me." <laughs> Dude, I would have him say uh, lines that weren't even his. Like, she, <laughs> she's not your mom, Todd. Like that. That wasn't his line in the movie. Uh, here it comes, buddy. Here it fucking comes. <laughs> That's so funny. Or, uh, dude, I think we should. We should. I think we should. Uh, we should come up with some funds to fucking do an Eddie video for us. Because because it's so funny. Because a lot of some of these guys, like you can set, um, you know, stipulations. Like some people won't do advertisements. Like I'm not gonna fucking pitch your business. Like, because I need more money than that if, you know, you're going to ask me to basically give you a free advertisement, because that's a little different, but some of them will do it. Eddie Furlong, I guarantee you, because I see people on there all the time, like, pitching, like, fucking, like, local paint businesses and shit, you know? People pay these guys 50 bucks. I was going to I was gonna ask you, is Scott Bakula on there? Because uh, <laughs> we can ask him about his fucking brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how many times did you play the retard Jimmy? We got to get the settle. No, um, I think Scott Bakula is too highbrow to do it. He's just a high, you know, he's not the kind of actor that would do it. But I could look. He said that he'll be on there within the next couple weeks. Well, I think it's a passing fad. I mean, to me, there's nothing. uh, I don't see why this is a thing. Why is this cool? It's such a fucking gimmick. Like, wow. Oh, this is going to mean so much to your loved one. It's so personalized when they did it for money and they'll do it for anybody. And not to mm-hmm. mention, they don't really act like they... Some of them do. Some of them really go... There's a tier of celebrity. Like, nobody on the A-list is on this thing, obviously. But there's a certain like level of B-list where they're, you know, making good money and they're charging a lot. And they're giving people their value for the dollar, right? And they're really giving them time. See, uh, I wonder if, if he would say, like, oh, uh, we, say, uh, Todd, I miss your cummies. Uh, fucking give it to me, big boy. I... So, but, like, what I'm noticing is he seems to have the least standards. 
<laughs> no, he does. Like, I think he would. Like, hey, will you say, uh, Todd, I need your cummies in my mouth? Like, even if we have to pay him a little more. Um, I think, uh, <laughs> I think we got to get a custom, uh, we got to get a custom thing from him. We got to get a custom thing from him and see what he'll say, you know? Um, and he's only charging 60 bucks, which isn't that much considering how much some of those guys charge on this. You know, some people charge hundreds, you know, mm-hmm. but 60 bucks. It's kind of, I, I like how his tags like on his like profile, he's tagged as nineties throwback. Like basically he needs to also tag has been, <laughs> That's uh, that's our boy. I love him. I would fuck him. Still, he ain't. He's only got nine reviews, so he's probably not getting that much action. You know, mm-hmm. dude, we should do it. We should fucking think about, you know, giving him a little money and we should just make a whole segment out of it. The fucking uh, what's his name again? Edward Furlong Corner. If he'll do it, if he'll to do a little gimmick every time. The thing is, is this sets a bad precedent because like. Here's the no, it really does. It sets a bad precedent because now someone like Eddie Furlong isn't going to do our podcast for free when he's making $60 for a 30 second message. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? He's not going to like sit and talk to us for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, if he's only got three reviews, he's not making $60. Well, nine reviews. He charges $60. Oh, and he gives 30 second, you know, but I'm saying like when people are getting paid however much it is that they're charging to do a 30 second little video message, it makes them less inclined to sit there and do for, you know, interviews. Like, why would I do that? Especially when someone like him has nothing to promote. He has nothing to promote. We just want to talk to him to pick his brain. He'll be like, all right, man. Well, I mean, if you want 30 minutes, 30 seconds is that's 30 seconds times like what? 10 man. I don't know. Fucking I need $600, man. (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go smoke a crack rock the size of a small dog's head. Let me, I'm going to try and book now. What does it say? Oh, wow. This is an interesting. So I can do to my, to someone else. I can do it to myself, to Brad. It's so fucking impersonal. Like you mm-hmm. put like, okay, make it out to Brad from Carissa. And I have to give instructions. My instructions for Eddie Furlong are select an occasion. Let me see. Birthday, pep talk, announcement. Like, they even have the fucking theme already, like, presets. That's fucking lame. Hold on. I'll do other. Okay, so I can actually put it on here. Uh, and it's got, like, a, an example. My buddy Shia, pronounced Shia, is graduating from college on Saturday. Played football with him for years. You would make this commentary all worth it what? if we came up with the most absurd thing for him to say, and we sent it, and he like he actually does it. We need to make it, like, completely absurd, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm almost tempted to drop 60 bucks on this. <laughs> That's like a new video game. It better be as good as a new video game. I- I'm not going to be that... <laughs> like, I I almost want to be that, like, hasty about it. I, I- But I'm going to wait. If you guys think we should do it, let me know. I'm really considering on it. I'm not going to pull the trigger right now because I don't think... I think even if I did pull the trigger right now, I'd regret it because I didn't think about it enough, like the message. And I'm I'm doing a podcast right now, but we'll really think. Uh, Zach and I, we gotta like let's let's put our heads together because this could be fun. Because I'm telling you, whatever it is we do, we gotta fucking make sixty bucks worth it. He better fucking give us something good, and we gotta make sure it it's uh it's good and it's appropriate. And uh, yeah, like I said, I we need to take full advantage that he pretty much has no standards. 
And they're like, Todd, I miss your cummies. And then we'll tell them, like, yeah, make up a story about you and Todd and make it believable. Like, hey, we thought, remember that time we were fucking driving down, you know, Highway 180, fucking back in uh, 93, and fucking I asked you for uh, a fucking a slice of pizza, and you fucking took the slice of pizza and fucking wiped your ass with it and gave it to me. That was fucking hilarious, Todd. <laughs> that was dumb. He's really fucking... Uh- you know what I want? What about, let's think of uh, potentials. What about if we said something like this? Hey, um, could you, Eddie, in the, and I'll, I'll write it down here now. Could you please do an advertisement for your Korean CD as if it was like hitting the shelves this week? Like, re- yeah, like we were driving down the street listening to my Korean CD and pizza and shit. I was <laughs> dog, Todd. Like, could you do an advert like as if it's coming out this week? Like you want everybody to buy it and, and really just make it believable. <laughs> He would probably never touch that. I will be like, hey, will you sing the chorus to my favorite song and I'll, whatever song I want to do? Will you just fucking sing it for me? That would be fucking funny. Sing it to Todd. So he's kind of, I want to say notoriously hard to get a hold of because he's kind of off the grid. He has a Twitter, but he doesn't use it. Like, mm-hmm. it, like his last tweet was like from like 10 years ago and it says, hey, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> but it's one of those things um but never touched it again and he has a website which he didn't have before and i have a feeling he made the website because he actually started doing some cons this year um and i think it does have a contact section so i don't think he's got an agent he's not the kind of guy that's got money for an age you know what i mean he just seems like he's doing everything himself that's what it really seems like but maybe because if I couldn't get a hold of him, I'd be tempted to put my message here in cameo and also put in parentheses. So he sees it. Hey, will you please do our podcast? We'll pay you double. So he sees it, but, uh, maybe I should try and reach out to him on the website and see if he would like to come on the podcast and he can promote his cameo oh, yeah. and make more money. And that way I don't have to spend money and maybe we can get a free soundbite. Oh, yeah. But I, I have a feeling even if he was on the show, I don't think he would say that crazy shit about like ass pizza and cummies. If he was just uh, one of our guests, like I'm not fucking subjecting myself to that, but he will do it for money. So like um, we got to figure out how to do this. I'm going to I'll get this figured out. But we he is our white whale. And it's so funny because what a fucking weird fucked up white whale to have because like Edward Furlong should be very attainable. But we're going to get him. We're going to get him. And we're going to fuck him, too, on the show. I could fucking troll him. You want to meet him? I could. So the movie that we're trying to produce here, seriously, we should reach out to him once we get our budget locked down and offer him a job. Hell yeah. Just just so we can meet with him. That'd be dog. And then talk to him. And then maybe even ask him to be on the podcast and all this shit. He could, star, he could be have a starry role in the Mag Zag movie, too. Put him on the casting couch, make him suck my dick, only for him to get a call later and be like, yeah, we decided to go another way. Thanks for your interest. You know? But I bet you a million dollars. I could absolutely have a meeting. I could have a fucking live meeting with Edward Furlong, and then I could just so happen to have my recording set up with me. Like, hey, you want to you wanna come on this show? You know? Have a little faith in Dude, me. I, I, yeah, that's the song. Have a little faith in. That's the song I was thinking, not uh, I'll be home for Christmas. No, but I was thinking about that. You know, just this past year, I don't know what I was thinking, but I had thought he kind of cleaned up his act and he was looking a little better. Yeah. Because he looked like shit. And then it's it's like the Macaulay Culkin effect. When you get cleaned up, you can kind of like reverse a little bit of that. And I was thinking like, man, I would love, I would give Eddie Furlong another shot. He just needs, he needs to be clean 
And then for the right guy to come along and believe in him and, and really just have a little faith in him and give him an actual good role. Right. Because it's like Corey Feldman, Corey Feldman's a capable actor, but how much heart is he really putting into the zombie King? You know what I mean? It's like, they're just paycheck. You see that dank ass rap I sent you from him? No. Oh, it was amazing. Is it something you could put on the podcast for everybody to hear? Oh yeah, it'll be at the end after the credits roll, baby. And after Eddie says, "Fucking give me money," it's it's literally the dankest fucking uh, verse you've ever heard. Okay, yeah. So you guys will have to check that out at the end of it. I'll I'll, I'll listen to it after. Um, but yeah, and I was like, dude, I'd fucking love to give him a shot. I'd meet with him. I would be half dead serious. Like you know what? I would fucking meet with him just to see what what his deal is. But now that I see what he looks like, dude. Wouldn't that be great if this ended with like the dog coming in, licking Max, and like, oh yeah, Max, and then it just turns into like Max starts fucking the dog. That'd blow minds. Wait, oh the kid? Yeah. Now, what is he? Your friend? Is this autobiographical? Hell yeah. I I had trouble saying that. It was almost like you and uh telepathy. <laughs> I <laughs> you believe that that meme? What? We just pretend like we <laughs> fucking say it wrong every time. What's the meme? I'm I'm confused. The whole t- telepathy. She's got telepathy. But wait, what's the meme though? I'm confused. We just say it wrong on purpose. You do? It's kind of hard. Yeah. It's kind of hard to say telepathy. I mean, I can see, I can see where telepathy. It looks like telepathy. It's got telepathy. Yeah. Anyway, I go out of my way to say it wrong now. Yeah, sure. Uh, anyway, I feel bad, man. Uh, I wanted to bring up Edward Furlong and, and, and all that stuff. Maybe if you guys pity him, man, why don't you guys go on camp? If anybody wants to give Revival House a Christmas present, you guys could get him to give us a message. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're a little tight right now. That's why I'm like, fuck, man, I really would like to do this, but 60 bucks. I don't know if I wanted to. I'm, I would like to try and get him on the podcast legit. If anybody out there wants to get revival house uh, a cameo eddie furlong i would say maybe ask him to be on our show as well in your little message that would be fucking great uh <laughs> and if he won't do the show maybe at least we can get humiliated out of it like have him say that in the cameo hi i was paid to address a request that i come on this uh btm podcast right i'm not gonna do your show and here's why i'm not gonna do your show That'd be funny too, because I listened to the newest episode. You're mocking me. Yeah, like okay. Like so shit. let's retract. Okay, if you guys do it, if anybody out there wants to get a cameo message for for Revival House for BTM, please don't tell them to like listen to our shit. That would be terrible. Actually, there's select episodes that he can listen to where we praise him. Uh, maybe even like this Pet Cemetery Two commentary. Maybe he should avoid this one because. Detroit Rock City commentary. Yeah, like stuff like that, but not not where I basically called him. I called him a ghoul. I called him a rotting jack-o'-lantern. I called him all kinds of stuff. It's a shame. I wish I wish I could be friends with Eddie Furlong because I would try and get him into shape. I'd help clean up his act. Like, look, dude, we're going to the gym. You're going to lose some weight. We're going to take you to the fucking dentist. You know, we're going to fucking flip your shit around. He's going to be fucking all the hoes. We're going to do extreme home makeover on your ass. But, uh... Hell yeah. I would ask him, like, dude, so, like, when's, have you ever run into, like, someone like Arnold? You ever? Uh, he seems like the kind of guy that maybe, uh, f- quote-unquote, frequents Gold's Gym in Venice, you know, where Arnold works out every week. Like, he works out there. Like, he's does he have a membership just so he can, like, stumble in there? Like, oh, Arnold, hi! I didn't mean to know you were here. 
Just so you could try Arnold. it. Yeah. Like, Eddie, what the fuck happened to you? <sighs> like, for fucking sake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's fucking terrible. Like, you look like the maid I fucked. Hey, uh, well, see, what if he's trying to get an uh, like a podcast with Arnold? We could call it, like, uh, fucking, you know, the Terminator and John Connor save the day or something. We could play on that whole thing. We just talk about the news or something. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'll be cool, man. Yeah, wouldn't that be funny if, like, since he has nothing to promote, we just kind of befriend him and he comes on just as a guest? Like, not like a like a, this, like a podcast, like a recurring podcaster? Like, uh, and he has his own, like, news weather report segment. It's like, okay, we got fucking just bullshit with Eddie. We're going to call him up and we could prank call him. That'd be fucking funny. Like, so what are you doing, Eddie? It's basically a segment where we just randomly call Eddie and see what he's doing right at that moment. Well, I'm taking a shit. Describe the shit to us. What does the Edward Furlong shits look like? Will you sign one for me? Hey, hey, what did you eat tonight on your budget? I ate a hot pocket. Only one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was it the fucking uh, pizza hot pockets? Those are donk. Yeah. Ham and cheese. But I'm halfway serious, man. That that would be if 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 Santa Claus. Let's put it this way: if Santa Claus was a listener of BTM, that's what me and Zach would ask for right now. Get Eddie Furlong to notice us get a cameo maybe spread the word out that he should fucking do maybe hashtag it we should create a hashtag and create a campaign hashtag edward furlong on btm or oh, yeah. or uh yeah something like that i just want to i just want him to notice us because i wouldn't fuck with them i wish obviously we're not gonna like fuck with them if we had him on the show i would want to have a real conversation with the guy to be honest with you i'd want to fuck him period so I'd want to really talk to him. I'd be like, look, dude, we loved your work. I kind of feel for him because he's just kind of a casualty of Hollywood. He was a kid that kind of fell into it. Right. And he was a troubled youth to begin with when they picked him up off the street. And he didn't have the tools equipped to fucking handle. Right. All that shit that happened to him. And he went down a weird fucking path. So I do feel for him. Uh, I would like to talk to him. I'd like to show appreciation for the shit he was in because I fucking love the movies he was in. And uh, if I got to know him well enough, I'd be like, hey, man, so let's just talk, dude. Like, what the fuck's going on with you? What are you doing? What are you doing for work now? He's got to have a regular job. Mm-hmm. He has to. He has to be doing something like what we're what, I don't know. If I had Eddie here right now, I'd treat him just like he'd be our friend. I wouldn't fucking, you know, mess with the guy. I'd be like, dude, come on. Get in these. I would fuck him. Well, I mean, Zach fucks all his friends, so that would be treating him like a friend. But no, I, mm. I would love to talk to that guy. I think uh, people like Howard Stern and stuff like that like to get all these in-depth interviews, and they like to talk to all these. I think Eddie Furlong will be a good fucking interview. The guy's got a story. Mm. You know, like, what happened? And uh, it'd be pretty cool. Anyway, let me go ahead and read a couple of comments here before we uh, exit for the holiday season. Cedar Chucky, Thomas Rowan says... Well, Chucky is getting crossed off the Revival House. Hell yeah. Um, I guess as a whole for the Revival House, every movie has been done between all the channels. It doesn't mean that Zach and I might not revisit one of them that we haven't done on this show. But yeah, I mean, somewhere on this channel, you will find every movie done by somebody. So 100%. That's a 
That's fucking cool, man. Uh, I'll read a few comments uh, on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and we'll call it macaroni at that. Bradley Taylor said, good choice. I'm looking forward to this one. Thanks, dude. Hopefully you like it. Let us know what you think. Ishmael Premier, Premier, uh, he says, as a kid, for whatever reason, I really liked Christmas with the Cranks as one of my holiday favorites. Jamie Lee Curtis's older, huge-ass tits make an appearance in that movie. Damn, does she still got it. The second episode of Tales from the Crypt, All Through the Night, is a good horror Christmas special I enjoy. It begs to be done on this show. Is that a recommendation I just got? Fuck, we should have did that, Zach. I should have read that. So we'll we'll definitely keep that in mind. Uh, If not, as like a late one for this year, maybe for next year. That's fucking cool. And uh, is it called Christmas with the cranks? Because Tim Bowen fucking cranks his fucking raw juice all over tits when they come out. Well, I was talking about the Tales from the Crypt Christmas special he was talking about doing. That oh. that's what I was talking. Christmas with the cranks. What's funny is I actually well I've seen that a few times and I watched it uh, last week. It's a it's an all right guilty pleasure Christmas movie. And I know what he's talking about. You see Jamie Lee Curtis in a bikini because she's tanning and stuff in a in a mall, mm-hmm. and you see her big ass fat ass jugs. She's kind of got, when you think about it, Christmas of the Cranks, I want to say that was like fucking 2004, 2003. It's really only like a decade after True Lies. And True Lies, she was looking pretty fit. In this movie, in just like a fairly short amount of time, she kind of has that like mom spare tire, kind of that older woman weight on her. But she's got some fat ass jugs. I'll give you that. Um, Dog. Yeah, it's an alright movie. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, last comment we'll read. We have a tendency to cap things off with Adrian Mendoza. You're a state. Yeah. So we're going to finish off with you. Uh, Zach's just going to finish you. Hell yeah. uh, he says, wow, has it been a year since this came out? Time flies. Couldn't agree more, man. Can you believe that was a fucking year ago when we did all those? Fucking crazy. It's going by fast. We're getting older. Life is short. Uh, but that's why we appreciate you guys for, for staying with us, especially, you know, guys like Mendoza, uh, especially and, and a whole bunch of you guys, David Capper, uh, Bradley Taylor, uh, trend killer, you know, all uh, the, I'm, I'm missing a whole bunch of people, but there's a lot of you guys that have been listening to us for a very fucking long time. The years go by fast. The time flies. So thank you guys. Uh, we live in a generation where attention spans run very short. So the fact that you guys haven't gotten sick of us yet, that makes uh, a couple of uh, douchebags like us feel good. So we thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I mean, of course, same old shit. If you haven't already, if you guys are just passing by the channel for the first time, give the YouTube a subscription. Give the stupid bell a a click. I got to admit, man, I feel like an asshole suggesting people click that dumbass notification bell because I fucking hate the notification bells. Because those notification bells make those pop-ups on my PC all the time, right? Boo, 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 mm-hmm. boo. And they have windows and they stack and they cover up what I'm fucking. I'll be like fucking working on some document. And I'll have these fucking annoying pop-ups. Like this guy has a new video. I, when I go on YouTube, I fucking just look at my subscriptions and I go down the list. So I'm not somebody who really needs it, but whatever. If you guys think it would help click the bell, if not, who gives a fuck? Thank you anyway. And of course, uh, check us out on podcast services. We link all the YouTube videos. You can find us on all of those. There's something for everybody. We're everywhere you want to be. That's all we got. Happy fucking holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, New Year's coming up. We'll have an episode before the new year, I believe. But still have a happy and safe new year. Zach, 
This is the episode on the new year. Oh, it is? Well, have a happy and safe new year, man. Zach, do you got any last final messages? The end of a fucking decade. We we did it. We made it. That's right, dude. 2020. Well, here's to another decade of Revival House and the BTM podcast, and hopefully new shows uh, join in the ranks. So anyway, that's it. Bye-bye, puppets. We love you all, and to all a good night. Bye. End of the week at the Revival House. Next month's theme, you gotta figure it out. Italian zombies are polished short. I slash it with the knife and the girl next door. And one second in, get it all queued up and ready. Hit play in three, two, one. Bye bye, puppet. Zach Pete in a solo cup band. Couldn't miss Cameron's love and Josh and Scott failed and Riverman's bail. Bye bye, puppets. Sounds good, like this country used to. Ready, jump, here we go. This is the spot where it gets real crazy. Everybody knows that you can't be lazy. When you want to get on my tip, that's crazy. Everybody knows that my name ain't Stacy. I like angels, that's my thing. Everybody wants to buy you a ring. But I tell you, that's my thing. A thing, a thing, ring, thing, thing, ring. Hey, time to get down. I forgot my, I forgot my lines. But I'm gonna remember in a minute I'm the best rapper ever in the whole wide world.